All right, welcome everyone. Ooh. My voice is getting so much better. I don't, who needs an intro sound when you can sing like an angel? I mean, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> That's exactly what I think this you what sound we're like. all thinking. So guys, clearly you already know her voice. Her name is Olivia. It's me. Hello. It me. It me. She's back. I'm back. She's back. They're like, oh, fuck. Tune out. Here we go. No, the podcast, actually, your episode, obviously, as we knew it would, did very well. People loved it. Oh, guys, thank you. People are loving the guests. They're loving you. They loved Steph. Stephanie was wild. I loved that episode. That was a good episode, wasn't it? Swift kick up the tushy for me, I tell you what. Yeah. To get fucking moving. You picked me up the other day and you were listening to the podcast. You're like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I needed to, like, get things happening for me. So. So, yeah, it is. Yeah, that was a good. If you guys haven't already listened to it, which I'm sure most of you have, go check that one out. Highly if you recommend. Haven't listened to the one with Liv, definitely go check that one out too. Because recommend even more lol. <laughs> even more lol. It's about me. I'm an Aries. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. And then if I really want to piss you off, you are an Aquarius. No, because then people will think I'm like bagging on Aquarius. They're not. My mum's an Aquarius. And you love Aquarius. I love all signs, kind of. <laughs> Not all, though. I'm sure you've got, like, your hated son. Go on. Spill the beans. Who do you hate? I mean, not. you know what? I'm going to piss someone off regardless, but I feel like the people I get along with most are definitely Sagittarians. Taurus, of course. Mm Mm-hmm. But who's what month is Sag? Is that at the end of the year? It's like late November, early December. Most. Oh, yeah. My auntie's a Sag. She's a vibe. Sagis are a vibe. Yeah. A vibe. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Scorpios, love them too. My mum's a Scorpio. Legend. Mm -hmm. Legend. Um, yeah, okay. Love oh my that. god, that's both my sisters. Lol. Wow. There you, you go. Know. Yeah, cute. Okay, love. Love this so much. Okay, now we're going to quickly break it down. So today, which is already talking smack. I knew this would happen. We talk <laughs> shit. But today is going to be all about love languages. That's probably the title of the podcast, so you probably already know that. But it's love languages. I'm just going to quickly mention the love languages, shall mm-hmm. we? So we've got words of affirmation, quality time, uh, physical touch, gifts and acts of service. So we're going to be talking about those five love languages. I did put up a question box on my Instagram and a bunch of you guys have um, asked some actually some really good questions. So very fitting questions. So it's perfect. And we're just going to talk about it. Are we experts? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Do is we it like a to science? It? I don't know. I think it is. Well, is <laughs> look, I think there is a scientific way of doing it. But I think that how a lot of people do it, the way you can find out your love language is through a survey online, and right? And it's free. Just jump on and, and do it, guys. And it's free. You just go to lovelanguages.com and if you even just Google it and the mm. first thing that comes up. And you just do the survey. It takes literally like four or five minutes to do. There's also like an option you can do it with your partner as well. So, yeah, but they've got different surveys for singles and mm. for people in relationships yeah. as well. And then also for kids. They've got a kids one now that they've added onto the site. So this is great. It's really cool. Um, I because... should probably do the children one for myself. <laughs> You, you are a child. I'm your child. You are my <laughs> child. <laughs> literally. Um, literally. I'm like always like scolding you when necessary. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce the word? Scold. Scold? Yeah. Okay, good. Reprimand. Repri- I'm reprimanding you all the time. <laughs> and yeah. You're like, oh, sorry. Again. <laughs> today. <laughs> Uh, actually, but you blow up at me more than I blow up at you. But that's yes. just because I'm annoying. I'm not even going to this. I blow up at you because you push the buttons the to right make buttons. me blow up. The right buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For content. It's all for the grand. For the content. <laughs> for the content. Yeah, because I don't often piss you off if it's not on camera. See? I mean. I'm clever like that. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'm just really good at hiding it. <laughs> <laughs> Except for when you're on camera. Um, 
Okay, so that's what we're going to be talking about. The reason why I don't think it's that scientific is because when you self into like it's like a it's a questionnaire. When you're doing the question on yourself, often people will answer the question preempting what the result is going to be. So yeah. that's why it's not scientific in the sense that it's very heavily heavily biased. Totally. So no, it's not really a, an exact science. Mm. However, we're here for it. And the the idea that love language ex- exists is a thing. Yeah. But as far as really knowing which one you are and knowing the exact percentage, that's where it gets extremely grey. And you do evolve what your love language is based on your needs. So I think yeah. that you might consider something a lot more valuable if you're either not getting it and feel that you need it because you might be in a relationship where you're getting what you want so perfectly that you don't see it as a lack so that way you might not even value it that yeah, much. exactly. But before we get into all of that, how was your week? Oh my god, we've had a great week. We have had a good week. We've had a good week. We yeah. had a real, like we went for a little dinner last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was, that was so, so good. cute. That was so good. We're actually celebrating that Liv got nominated for an award. It's an award that can you explain what the award is exactly? But it, she won it last year. I, by the way, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. It's just an industry nominated award, which yes. is okay. It's like kind of a big deal. It's no? a big <laughs> deal. It's a big deal. And to explain your job, what do you do? I work in advertising. So I work for a media owner where I look after a group of media agencies and clients where I like help formulate campaigns for their objectives. It's really sexy stuff. It's a very it's very cool her job. Mm. But I think a lot of people think that you're like absolutely killing it because like Liv's dad I am like killing you're killing it. it, but like I think they think that you're like really rich. <laughs> Because when we that? when we post the workouts on your dad, so her dad's got this epic apartment with this amazing balcony with a beautiful view, yeah. and so everyone's like, "What does Liv do for a job?" Oh my god, stop spoiling it! Yes, it's my place. <laughs> I live there. I've lived this life long enough. <laughs> to <don't you? laughs> good times, oh good times. When I don't actually work. No, I'm just she's lying. She's lying. She doesn't have a job. Lol. No, she does, mm-hmm. and she does very well, and it's Thank a very you. good job. And yeah, you are killing it. Thank you. Um, but yet to purchase your own property with a huge balcony. Yep. Yet. Yet. Coming. Well, we've got a few things lined up. Yeah. Watch so this space. Watch this space. Mm. Give mm. it a month. One mm. month. One? <laughs> no, fucking no pressure. So, yeah, she's nominated for the award again. We're very excited about that. Um, I um, – look, this podcast is going to be the second one that I speak about, but I'm recording it at the same time as I'm recording the one that I've recorded for last week. This is really weird talking about it now. because I I'm, know, but I feel yeah, like we need to touch on confusing. this immediately. But we've got to touch on this. I've announced – my book deal. No fucking way. We yes! are so thrilled. No big deal at all. This is fucking huge. So basically I was approached by this awesome publisher. Mm-hmm. It's this publishing house in Melbourne called Affirm Press. They're really cool. They're like a medium-sized publishing house. And basically they reached out to me. They had heard my podcast mm-hmm. and they were looking to get a book written of a similar style. And then they heard the podcast and they were kind of like, wow, this is pretty much exactly what we want Mm-hmm. In a book style. So it's all aligned amazingly. And, yeah, I'm halfway through writing the book already because I couldn't insane. announce it up until now just because mm. of, like, t- logistics and technicalities. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the book is due on the 13th of November. So I really don't have that much time left. But I'm on a roll now, so the writing's coming quite like it's. It's, it's going to swing around so mm, quickly. Before you know it. The book will be submitted. And it'll be in our hands, tangible, stunning, literally hard-covered angel book. Yeah, literally. And it's going to be like in all the major like book retailers. Like I'm so excited. So this is a big deal. Um, so that's been the week. Oh, we were going to touch on We've the got, other thing. You bring it up. We've got, <laughs> guys, we have huge news. And Okay, can I just preface this? So we've 
announced that she's doing the book. That came up on Wednesday. Exciting times. Then Thursday, she sits down for dinner with me and goes, I have huge news for me. I'm going on a date. This yeah, is this is huge. It's a big week of news. This is huge for me, guys. You don't understand. The last time I went on a date was n- prob- nearly two years ago. Do you know how excited I am? Liv was more excited than I was. I I'm was probably like, oh more God, excited about what? The, you had this than the book deal. Yeah, literally. Your <laughs> face. You're like, oh, my, oh God, God. my God. Oh, my God. So I've yeah. got a plan. I think I'm going to sit in the corner with a moustache. <laughs> that will be more obvious sunglasses. than if you didn't. Because I would know who you are. <laughs> But he wouldn't know who you are, so you could. He hasn't eat. met me. Oh, but if he's watched my stories, he would definitely know who you are. <laughs> a moustache, but like dress as you're dressed now in like a beautiful f- top and jeans, like frilly top and jeans, <laughs> hair out, curly with a moustache. I want to do it. I'm going to be hidden. You won't even know I'm there. I'll wear I've my d- camo jacket. I've in the done bushes. that to you. You've done that to me. Yeah. Not not that. Not full. No, but she has come. And I have like on a creeped date on a date in the background, like a psychopath. We're like a package deal. We are a package deal. <laughs> Although we don't let them know about that. No, until much, much later. Much later. But guys, this is so fucking exciting. I yeah. can't wait for this. She sits down. She's like, what am I going to wear? Guys. Like, what does one wear to a date? Because knowing me, I'll just roll in in active wear. Well, yeah, but you look like a smoking hot snack in active oh, wear. So snack. Yeah. Three course dinner with wine pairings. Snack. <laughs> but I think we've got to wait and see what the activity is or yeah, where we're yeah. going. Yeah. We've got to see where we are what, going. Where we are. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what he suggests. Um, I'm thrilled about this. I'm just putting it completely in his hands. Just I can't because. Wait to recap this. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to be the person to ask someone on a date, you are the person to organize and the also, date without a question. Call That's me old fashioned, mm. but a man, not a child, mm. boy, a man organizing a date and just being like, here, like, what do you feel like doing? Yeah, totally. Vibe, what, get what my vibe is, fine. Yeah. But you organize it. Be, like, be here at this time or I'll pick you up, whatever. Fucking sexy. That's BDE. Yeah, BDE is being like... So, for example, one of the things about one of my ex-ex-ex-boyfriends, I think I was like 22 at the time, and I was really intrigued by... We went on one date, which was just coffee, mm. and then that was like a, on a Tuesday. That was our first date. Random. But then he wanted, he was like, How you placed this weekend, Friday, Saturday night? Are you busy? And I was like, No, I'm free both nights. He's like, All right, um, 7 30, be ready. I'll meet you at your door. Um, don't wear high heels. That was all he said. And I was like, Love that so much because it was like yeah. mystery, but I can't, like, it was good. I feel like when you're younger, there's a little bit more of that like excitement around mm. the activity, whatever. Now it's like, oh, boy, got to go for a drink. Yeah. Ugh. But also this is before the dating apps as well. Ex- oh, true, true, true. Yeah. So this it is probably was true. better back in the day. Yeah. And if you don't use dating apps, which I don't. Mm. Um, Although I think we should get you on one. Well, I haven't ever lols. gone on this date. I haven't even gone on this date, so we can't even be good. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Next <laughs> thing you see yourself on Hinge, I've created a profile oh for God, you. Oh, my God, I'd die. Um, I'm just so bad. As you guys know, I've spoken about this a million times, but I'm such a dud on the dating apps. So I'll go on this date first. We'll see what happens. I'm really we'll excited about it. I'll obviously keep you posted. Angels. Yeah, I'm not giving any details because, you know, because there's a there's a second party involved in this. So I'm not going to be divulging too much. And but it's, it's not, not me not this time. It's not you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not via an app. So it's the authentic it's way. It's an IRL. It's the old school Connection. Way. Yeah. Can I meet you? Also, he thought she gave him a dud number. Can we touch on that? Uh, yeah, we Lol. can touch on that. So when we did meet, ask for my number. And then the next day he sends me a message being like on Instagram being like, hey, how's the rest of your night? Whatever. Um, you gave me a dud number. 
like not even like, on that purpose. That would be a very strong flex from me, but I actually did not do it. But on also purpose. love him for being like, mm, gonna follow up anyway. Like, yeah, true. We love this energy. Yeah, that was very yeah, that was bold and yeah, great. Because a total accident. Yeah, exactly. So, so sorry about that. I yeah, sorry. We've had a monumentous week. It's been a big week. Yeah. It's been a big week. So, yeah, yeah love this for us. So, guys, I'll pro- I'll, I'll s- I may keep you updated on that whole saga. Let's see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, okay, let's let's go into the questions. Love languages. Let's yep. dive deep. Um, okay. I can't handle this singing from you today. What is going on? <laughs> Do you not love it? Dive deep. Dive deep. <laughs> Can I get a singing agent immediately? Just in, found your next business venture. Another one. A solo album. A solo album. Mm-hmm. With who? A cappella. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. And it's just... Sure. <laughs> to put people to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Guided meditations by Alexis. Do you know, you've got the voice for that. I would listen to that. If I was speaking, not if I was singing. True. What if it was just like, um... <laughs> I, I have to go. I She's like, I'm done. I'm She's done. literally about to leave. <laughs> stand sit up, sit down. Walk out of this place. I didn't say you could stand, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Well, okay, before I go into the questions, why don't we speak about what we are as love languages? Yeah, we definitely talked about this in our last podcast, but there has been a, an update from Alexis's end. Yes, so I actually just did the quiz, mm-hmm. the one that I just told you about online, which anyone can do, it's free. Um, <laughs> not, not spun. spun. <laughs> wrong with us spend much time together um so turns out and i've written down the percentages here in my little notebook so my number one um love language is words of affirmation 32 percent then quality time 29 percent. so that's very close Mm -hmm. then physical touch which is 19 percent then gift giving which is 13 percent and the lowest on the list was acts of service which i found very surprising i don't but no. I've got my theory, which I told you about and I'm going yeah. to have to retell. I've got my theory behind why acts of service sits so low. Okay. I Number one, I think it's because I'm single and I love being single. Like I don't seek out relationships. So due to that, because I've not looked for a relationship and I've not factored in having a relationship in my life. So it's not like, you know, the people that actively look for a partner, they're already envis- envisaging their life with a partner. So they're almost already making space for that. To occur, do you know what I mean? Whereas because I don't do that, nothing against relationships. Obviously, I've said this a million times, but because mm. in in my I just really enjoy where I'm at with my life, and if a partner comes, great. But if it doesn't, great. I don't. It is what it is. That I've set myself up to be extremely independent. That mm. now there is no act of service that you can do for me that I would actually need. Yes, it would be a nice gesture, and yes, that's a sweet favor, but I don't need that. So do I value it? No. And I actually have some like unresolved kind of scar tissue, scar tissue. Exactly. Mm. I don't want to say trauma because it's definitely no longer trauma, but a bit of scar tissue from my ex. Yeah. So my ex, who was a psychopath, who you guys know about, I, when I started dating him, he used to always say to me, he's like, you really need to learn how to accept more help from people or accept favors from people. You just don't ever do that. And I'm thinking I accept favors from people because I do accept help from my family. And from like me and your and, friends. Yeah, and, and like yeah. my really close friends I do. Yeah. Um, so I accept help from those people. But then in a relationship, I don't know why, but I was like, no, like I just don't. To the extent of like even carrying groceries up to the house. Like yeah. I'd be like, I'm fine. He's like, just let me hold some or let me pick you up from work if you need to. Don't catch the bus. Let me do this. And I was always like, no, 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 I don't need it. I don't need it. Yeah. Then eventually he was so pushy about it being like, you need to accept more help. 
So I was like, okay, okay, I made a conscious effort to do that. So then he, he, like, he would offer to do something and I'd have to be like, yes, accept the help. So I'd be like, okay, mm. yes, that would be really nice if you picked me up. Thank you for doing that. And he'd like do these favours for me. Yeah. And then if the, the, when we'd have an argument, that would be the first thing he'd throw in my face. He'd be like, how dare you, you ungrateful person, after I picked you up from work, after I did this for you, after I did... So it, was, it wasn't a favour. Mm. So then I've got that, like you said, it's, it is scar tissue where I was like, literally, I wasn't like this, then I changed myself to be like that and then he throws it back in my face when I do accept it so then when we broke up I then became even more independent yeah that now like honestly name one thing that a partner needs to do for me nothing yeah like as far as like a physical other than being a loving supportive partner but that's emotional I'm talking about like an act of service there's nothing in my life. I yeah, at the moment. But mm. like you said, when the right person comes along, that might change. Well, yes, and this is where the difference is. So being single and loving being single so much, that's where I don't see the value in an act of service in a partner, right? Because there is no lack in my life. Exactly. However, yeah. If you're in a relationship, this is where it obviously is skewed completely differently. And this Mm. is where my acts of service might bump up way higher up the list if I had a partner, especially if I lived with a partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the acts around the house are divided. That's then where I would value it. Imagine if you had a partner that never did anything around the home. And then you get home and you've got to cook, you've got to clean, you've got to do the laundry, you've got to do whatever. Yeah. And then one day you come home and they've done everything for you. You'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, that was so amazing. Or... Not even if they're a slob. Let's say that this lamp is broken. They're doing the normal daily tasks as are you, but like there's this lamp that needs to be fixed or there's this that needs to be fixed and they've gone and done that for you. So Mm. that's a joint need that they've taken care of. In that regard, I think I would value that a lot because they're taking into account us as a team and they've gone and taken the initiative to do that. It's like thinking forward. This would make her happy, so I'll just do it. What do you think your ex's love language languages were? Gift, gifts, 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 for sure. Shut up. 100% gift giving, yeah. It's so wild, though, that he put so much emphasis on acts of service, though. Yeah, if but he that, I think gift- that was a mani- manipulation tactic. Well, yeah, big time. So mm. if I would do acts of service for him, he was like, oh, thanks. Like, that's cool. Like, he, he, he was grateful, but yeah. not, like, he, he, he did say thank you, and you yeah. could tell that, like, he liked it. But if I was to give him a gift, even if it was something like it wasn't, it wasn't monetary. It didn't have to be big. Just something. But he yeah. liked the idea that I was thinking of him when I wasn't with him to purchase that gift and yeah. then go and bring it to him or whatever. Even yeah. if it was like a mug that said something funny on it or what, it could be anything. Yeah. But that by far was his major love language, and that's how yeah. he showed me love. It was mainly through gifts. I think I was that at one point. Yeah. I was a gift giver. Like right at the beginning of my like first long term relationship mm. for sure. Yep. And like, but like you said, mine is so similar. Acts of um, acts of service, gift giving, right down the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Quality time definitely up there. But uh, words of affirmation and physical touch, literally touch yes. my butt. Tell me Which I'm pretty. Kind of That's s- all I want. Right. Like just slap my ass. Thank you very much. Yeah. Tell me you love me, and I'll be, <laughs> and then slap it and go away. Slap my ass and tell me that you love my podcast. And I'll be thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> thrilled. Oh yeah, totally. God. Like for me, I'm like the biggest compliment. If someone calls me smart, I'm like, oh, you're mine. <laughs> I'm yours. <laughs> I'm a simple woman. Um, <laughs> there you yeah. go. The way to Alexis's so, heart. Yeah, literally, the way to my heart. Just compliment my my brain. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think that 
this is why even if you go onto that website, there's a different survey for people in a relationship yeah. versus. So that's what I mean about how your love mm. language can definitely evolve. Yeah. Like my needs as a single woman are very different to my needs when I'm in a relationship. Think yeah. about it. Because I don't have a partner, I would, you know, who doesn't want physical touch from someone? Who doesn't want? So mm. that's why, because I don't have it. Mm. And that's something that I can't provide for myself. Words of affirmation from a, from a, friends from or, a lover yeah. and physical touch from a lover is a very unique thing. So that's probably why I value that now because I don't have it. Yeah, same you know? mm. And that's it. And I, I don't even need it, but like the, the thought of it is really nice. I'm mm. like, that's, oh, I love that. That's like, because I'm a very affectionate person when I am in a relationship. Yeah. Not overbearing. Like I'll, I'm happily, we'll see you one or maybe two or three days a week. <laughs> maybe not one. One might be a little bit too little. But you know, like I don't have to see you every day. Yeah. I'm, I easily don't have to see you every day. Yeah. But when we're together, it's got to be quality time. Yeah. You know? Whereas I'm affectionate 24 seven to everyone I get into contact with. Yes. You Literally, if you ever meet me, I'll probably hold your hand. And she will like rub her face on your face. <laughs> I hope you share the same foundation. <laughs> when have I ever done that? On purpose. <laughs> On purpose? I don't know. Subconsciously? All the time. Several times a day. Several times a day. <laughs> like you meet a client. You meet a client for the first time. You sit really close to me. I hug all my clients. Yeah, as if you wouldn't. If it's okay with them. COVID. COVID. Lol. Well, not lol. Sorry. Very serious. COVID, COVID is serious. COVID is serious. <laughs> it is. Okay, let's start with some questions. Okay. Yes? Yes. Okay. Immediately. Let's see. We'll start from the top. Because um, some of these questions, because I did say you can ask relevant or irrelevant. So I want to. Oh. Okay. So the I first can't one wait is. wait to see what's come up. <laughs> can partners be successful with different love languages? E.g. one needs aff affirmations, the other one doesn't. 100%. 100%. This is the most important thing. Yes. All you need to do is, be is aware. understand your partner's love language. Yep. So look at my parents, for example. My parents... They ha they get along the best when they are understanding each other's love language. So my mom's love language is acts of service. If my dad is doing things, fixing things around the house, my mom is like, the oh, you're the love of my life. You are like, if he's gurneying things, fixing this. Oh, and yeah. my dad's like an epic handyman around the house and he, he literally can build or fix absolutely anything. And so my mom is like, wow, dream man. My dad, it's... Um, words of affirmation. If my mum is affectionate and says really kind things to him, he's like, oh my God. And so their relationship, if they're both but on those that feed level, into each other, and they you feed do, into each exactly. other because then she's complimenting the work that he's yep. done and he's more likely to then want to do more work because he feels validated because she's like, wow, that was amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. I love you so much. Yeah. And then he's wanting yeah. to then do more for her yeah. and for himself, but more for her around yeah. the home. And also words of affirmation don't have to be your you know, beautiful, I love you, or things no, like it can that. Be it's, on what it's thank you, like I yes. value you, yes. or I write, it meant a lot to me when you did this yeah. for me. Like, Or complimenting their work, because 100%. that's still complimenting the person. Like if he's done something and she's like, that is amazing how you did that, I could have not done, like you, you yeah. probably did it better than it had we hired someone to do it. Like amazing, you know, yeah. it's building something, exactly. Yeah, so you exactly. can definitely be successful with different love, love languages as long as you, like Alexa said, mm. as long as you understand each other's You just needs. need to understand that person's love language. Find your flow. You give them that and if they understand yours and they give you yours, yeah. then you actually, even though your love language, say your love language is gift giving, mm. but theirs is physical touch, you know, as if you give them physical touch and then, you know, they feel so loved that they want to give you gifts. Great. Then you can still give them gifts, you know, if that's how you feel, how you show love. But if you can do both, 
for them, yeah. then they're likely to do both for you. Mm. You know what I mean? And that way, and then you're probably more likely to want to do physical touch. That might not be your dominant language. Yeah. But because they re- they receive it so well, mm. then you're uh, motivated to do more. Exactly. So and having that discussion and knowing what each other need mm. definitely will help yes. overcome any obstacles that pop up. Right? Yeah, exactly. Why your love languages are different in romantic versus friendship relationships. I feel like we kind of covered that. I think we kind of covered it in the sense of it's Mm. normally where your needs are. Exactly. And also, like, you're more likely, if you're in a relationship, to desire physical touch from your partner than your best friend. Yes. You'll want different things from both relationships. Yeah, that's it. And you've got to look at how does a relationship serve you in your life, you know? Yeah. If you, let's say... Because you could have completely different love language towards your parents. You might only go to your parents for, like, advice and really value their advice. And so for them, if they're then giving you words of affirmation and they're the people that you seek advice from, that's going to be your love language because you would value them being positive towards what you've done. Mm. You would value that a lot from a mentor. But to your partner, you want that physical touch and that be a bigger need in that relationship. If that's your love language, if, yes. Yeah, hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. If that was your love language romantically. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think that's where it kind of stems from. And yeah. even there are even – I know friendships where I could see a friend every single day like you, but then if I'm starting a relationship, I might not want to see them every day no matter how much I like them. Maybe only months down the line where I'm yeah. like, I see this being a more long-term thing, I do want to start seeing you more often. But – I don't know. I don't, yeah. So I'm 100%. I think you can have different languages for different fluctuations for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that did ask that, that partner one. If, um, okay. How do you work out what your love language is? Just do the quiz. Yeah. And then there was another one that someone said, how do you get you? Where is it? Um, how to deal with how do you approach a partner about love languages without coming off weird or obsessive? I would just get them to do the quiz with you as yeah. a fun thing, being like, "Oh my god, let's do this quiz." I've literally made see. someone do it on a first date. Yeah, and the, yeah, literally, it's a <laughs> fun don't thing care. to do, and it actually splits up the percentages at the end of the quiz. Yeah. It splits them up, so you'll be like, "Let's see if any of ours match up percentage-wise." Because yeah. even if it's like third down the line, but if you both share that, then that would be a really interesting thing or yeah. whatever. So just make it a fun thing. It's where funny, you can... and people want to know about themselves. Yeah. Like of course, yeah, and especially that's everyone's like, favorite topic is talking oh. about themselves. Yes, <laughs> yes. So if you can talk to someone else about themselves, yeah, weave in that quiz. Oh yeah, just be like, what are yours? Interesting. Yeah. Let's do a yeah. quiz. Let's figure out yours. This is so exciting. Put and down that Negroni. We're doing a quiz. Yeah, yeah. Whip it out. Have a drink while you're doing it, or don't. Yeah, or, or make do. it a drinking game. Every time you answer the question the same, drink, drink. Oh. Yes. Oh, there's actually a lot of questions there, so you'd want to hope. Because the oh, way it's structured it's is quite that quite long. It, every time it comes up, there's two. It says, "I feel happier when," and it's two options, and you're always picking between two options until you get to the end of the quiz. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there a love language that is associated with more successful relationships? No, I think it's just no. about reading and interpreting your partner's love language more. Yeah. But there is none that says that it means mm. stronger. And I think a lot of people think, for example, I think people think that gift giving is superficial. It's not at all. No, it's, it's totally valid. It's the idea that you feel loved because that person was thinking of you. Mm. And gift giving, you're going to feel more loved if the gift if the gift is really specific to you. Like if they nailed the gift yeah. and it was so you. Yeah. 
Um, Even something as little as like, oh, I was doing the shopping and I know that you love chocolate-covered almonds. Yeah. I got your so bag. So I went and got your Gift bag. Giving. Or I went to this little like store down this street that only sells this particular chocolate-covered almond. mayo. You, yeah, <laughs> literally. But it, it's the idea that I was on your mind yeah. when I wasn't there. And not only was I on your mind, but then you went out of your way to go and purchase that thing Do because you nice. knew it meant something to me. Mm. So it's not the superficial thing of money no. and I need anything big. It's, mm. It is quite a loving Gesture. It is a very loving yeah. gesture. So, Although we did talk about this before, mm. before, the most common love language is words of affirmation. Yes, that is, I think they found. Yes, if and we were discussing this as well. Liv and I was just discussing this off air, if you could say, um, <laughs> off air. Oh, uh. <laughs> uh, that men really value, in particular, men. There's a high um, percentage of men where their love language is words of affirmation because men don't often get words of affirmation from their male friends. Mm -hmm. Women do. So it's a bigger need for them to get it because they're not getting it through their male friends. Men mm -hmm. are more likely to talk about, not always, but in general, men are more likely to talk amongst themselves about situations, chronological things that have occurred, events, um, exciting things that may be happening. Women, if you look at a conversation with women, it's more emotional. How did you feel about that? Oh, my God, and I felt this, and I, I felt, and I wanted to cry, and I wanted to scream, and I want... We talk about what was going on behind the scenes in our head or in our bodies mm. when we... So if, if a woman retells a story, she'll be like, and I just felt... And half yeah. the shit she's telling, she's telling you what was going on in her head, not what actually went on. Yeah. You know, whereas a man will tell you chronologically, well, this is what happened, this is what she said, and I said this. Yeah, but... And then you... they might throw in, yeah. oh, it made me angry. But they're not saying, like, I felt this and I don't know. They're not sharing that. So they're less likely to talk about emotions. So they're yeah. less likely to give words of affirmation and emotional affirmation to their male friends. Mm. So in a relationship, when a woman is giving him that affirmation, the words, if they're in a, a male-female relationship and the female is giving him because she's used to giving words of affirmation to her friends, yeah. they're going to be like, wow, I didn't know how much I need this. I really do need this. Mm. So then they value it a lot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So... Interesting. Interesting. Very. Now, what else? Is there... How do you talk to... Okay. How do you talk to your partner about incorporating your love languages into the relationship? Look, I think you just be super open. Bring it up. If you feel like you're not understanding each other as a bit of a disconnect, just say that. Be like, hey, look, feel like things have been going super well. We're kind of not matching up in terms of our energy or the way we're communicating verbally, non-verbally, whatever. Do the quiz. Do it together. Honestly, once you've got that perspective, if they're not open to it, I don't know. How would you get someone to do it without – you don't want to push them into doing it because they're not no, going to no, do no. it No, no, no. Look, if they, if they genuinely say, look, I don't want to do it, that's the end of that's that. You're not going to make them do something they don't want to do. Yeah. Because um, there was another question here that says, is your relationship doomed if you have different love languages? It It's not doomed, obviously. No. Um, But – also, even if that person doesn't want to do the quiz, doesn't believe in love languages, you can figure it out. You, you can definitely figure it out. Mm. Just kind of look at their behavior. But if they, the hard thing is if they don't want to reciprocate at and all understand to yours. you, yeah. that's the problem. But also understand that that's the problem, not just with love languages. If your partner has no interest in understanding your needs, yeah. that will be detrimental for you long-term, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So they might seem like, oh, love languages, it's this like whimsical whatever website, ha, 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 a book <laughs> that was written. But remove love languages altogether. If your partner isn't valuing what's valuable to you, yeah. that's going to be an issue down, yeah, down the line. Whether now or whether in a year or 10 years, it doesn't matter. That will crop up as a problem. Exactly. Because you can't be valuing their needs more than they value yours because there's going to be like a – that's going to be uneven. 
yeah, it's, and it, it's yeah. not a not a great balance. So would that be doomed in that regard? Yes, mm. in the regard in in the sense of yeah, mm. not valuing your needs. Yeah, I would still definitely try and bring it up and talk to them about what you need because if you haven't told them or they literally like some people might have absolutely no idea, never exactly. heard of love languages <laughs> yep. or whatever. If they don't know that you need to have quality time with them, yeah, and they're spending the time with all their friends or whatever or their family, you never get one on one time, and you don't bring it up. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know that's bothering you. And you don't have to go through the whole five things. If your partner's like, this is dumb, you don't have to do that. But what you can say to them is like, look, I know that for you, it's really important. Like you love having, you know. Cuddles and yeah, like, when I hold your yeah, hand. and You love it when I'm cuddly and affectionate with you. Yeah. But for you, you also love like spending a lot of time with your mates. So their thing is physical touch, you know? So you don't have to say, your love language is physical touch. You can sit them down and say, look, I know that for you, you really value it when I'm affectionate. But for me, I really value it when you think ahead of time, like if you know I'm working late and if I came home and you had cooked me dinner, that to me would mean the the world world to Mm. me. You know, so you don't have to even bring up the words love languages and you don't have to bring up their titles either. You can use specific situations. Sometimes you have to spell it out for people. We love an example. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give them an example. Give them an example. People want to hear that. You know, sometimes, like, don't be too vague. And sometimes if they have no interest in the love language, they could sit down and do the quiz. But even then they might be like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. What's your point? What does that mean? What does that even mean? Like, what am I supposed to do now? So you might even break it down with specific examples and not have to bring up the quiz, not have to, you know. I kind of vibe that. Mm, Me too. Mm. Okay. Uh, This is not completely relevant. How do you maintain a close friendship? I can't be bothered to put the effort in sometimes. I just feel that you don't like your friends. That makes me really sad. (laughs) I feel if you can't be bothered to put in the effort, they're probably not people that you really want to be friends with. Because the people that I want to be friends with, I'm just like, ah, well, Liv got annoyed if I'm texting texting her again. (laughs) You know, like, not that she ever would. She fucking loves me. Text back immediately. Immediately. It's me. Hello. <laughs> We're like, good night. Good morning. Good night. Flurf. Good morning. <laughs> All the time. Text me when you get home. Five minutes later, I'm home. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even kidding. It's literally us. Literally. Oh, my God. You, yeah. are, my, you are my significant other. Significant other. Literally yeah. plus one to every event. Literally. Um, but so... That makes me sad. I feel like you, you need to reevaluate your friends. I Take a really good look at what's going on I think you need to think why can you not mm. be bothered? Yeah. Are Do they, they put the effort in with you, I wonder? Yeah, is it, A, is it always you putting in the effort that yeah. then it makes you feel like, oh, I can't be bothered because it's just never reciprocated? Is it because they're a drain on your energy that they may be your friends but they're always negative or they're always down or always complaining that you think, oh, I just can't deal with that energy today? Small doses with those people, Is it that the they're just not that good friends that you can't, that you think that because you've been friends for 10 years you need to put in the effort but they're not your person anymore? Mm. Maybe it's time to peacefully let go of it and just be acquaintances without saying it to them. Yeah. But, you know, there are ways that you can very casually tap out of a friendship and just keep them as acquaintances. Yeah. Um, there are definitely friendships that, like, require more effort than others. Like, mm. without, like I I don't know, I love all my friends. I'm very hashtag blessed that I can literally, like, I just want to spend time with them all the time, which is yeah. also because um, I'm needy as fuck, but whatever. <laughs> but there's definitely people where they need a significant amount of your energy or yes. attention. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like, we'll want to discuss a certain topic or whatever, like, Yep. Need advice or whatever, and with those people, you've just got to manage your time back. If that's yes, what that, exactly what you mean by you can't be bothered, you can't be bothered. Because I I can think of a few people in my life that while I love them and while I value my friendship with them, there are definitely times when I'm like, not today, not today, Satan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's me, isn't you know, it? <laughs> 
fine. Definitely not you because I talk to you every day. But do you know those people that like you, yeah. that you know they're a good person. They've got a good heart. They love you. You love them, but they're just yeah. either a drain or whatever of your mm. energy and you want to be there for them. But there are also times where you're like, if I'm going to give them my energy today when I'm stretched so thin, I'll crack. Mm. At them. And then, like, <laughs> we're both going to be annoyed. So, yeah, for me, I, I, in that regard, I understand where there are times that I can't be bothered with certain people. I get that. But if you feel that about all your friendships. And all the time. And all the time, then they're just, I don't think you're. you're I don't think they're your friends. They're your friends. Mm-mm. Or they're the right friends to be your closest friends, yeah. you know? Mm. Maybe you need to push those people further down the line of importance and you've got to maybe find a different Make space. That's not. That shouldn't be how you feel about your friends in general. Agreed. Um, friends are so important. And if you are the only one putting in the effort, I'd pull them up on it 100%. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you resent them. And then you don't want to be their friend anyway. Yeah, if they you're prob- resenting someone long term. They probably have no idea that you feel this way if that's yep. the case. A lot of the time, if they're the ones putting in less effort, they're not going to realise. Mm. Yeah. They're not going to realise. Okay. Um, what else? My ex made me feel so insecure about being a mum. I'm nervous to date now because I feel unworthy. Fuck him. Bye. Fucking bye. We don't. Okay, well, she's already gone out of her life, which is good. Good Um, Now, what do you do moving forward around that? Okay, so first of all, I'm really sorry that you had to go through that. That's actually fine. That's really awful. Um, Then what I would do is I would, like I always say, and I think I spoke about this like maybe two episodes ago, I don't know, can't even tell you now, but you've got to lean into, you've got to lean away from that energy and you've got to lean into your why. And for you, I would imagine that that is your strength as a a mother, you know? Mm -hmm. So when something like that happens and when something puts you, when someone puts you down about that, you then look at that as a, and I use this word very tentatively because it's not at all what I mean, but you're looking at that as a flaw when that's not at all the case. You just feel insecure about it because your ex made you feel that way. They made you feel that, I don't know, maybe you were a bird and maybe you didn't spend enough time with them because you had a child. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but you then carried this subconscious thing that while you might love being a mother, that's a flaw when it comes to a relationship. Mm. If you were to now turn that around and work that in as one of your biggest assets, Mm. the fact that you have a child, you know, the fact that you are a mother, like this is like an amazing, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It's an amazing skill that, you know, people are only lucky to have. Yeah. And I don't know if you'd be interested in dating someone with a child. Maybe that's better. I don't know. Mm. Maybe it is better to date someone that's had a child or not. This is something I cannot speak for because I don't have the experience. Neither. One thing I do know is that I have dated someone with children and the breakup was like triply fucked because by the time I got, by the time we broke up, I was very attached to those children. And on top of that, it was actually really difficult, the dynamic for me, because I had to first learn to include these kids in my life. So that was hard initially. And then I loved these children. And then when we broke up, it was like I was being broken up with by three people, you know? So that was really hard for me. Whereas I feel like if someone, if you were dating someone with children, Mm. the level of understanding would already be there. Yeah. You know? So I'm not saying don't date someone that doesn't have kids. Not at all. Date whoever the fuck you want. Exactly. But maybe it would be nice to have someone who understands where you're coming from and that would yeah. be someone that has a child. Yeah. And also, but, I don't know if this no. is a bit airy-fairy, fluffy, whatever, but that's my that's what I am. But the right person will love everything about you, including yeah. the fact that – and most importantly, the fact you're a mother for some – like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. There's the right person will – it will – We'll see that as like an absolute strength, like exactly. Alexa said. But also don't be disheartened if when you start dating someone, 
they are a little bit like um, cautious yeah. around the fact that you have a child because you've got to understand that that's something to respect in a person. Mm. If someone is cautious around the fact that you have a child, it's because they care about the future of your relationship with them. They want to navigate the waters properly mm. because they don't think if, if they didn't give a fuck, then they'll be like, yeah, I met your child on day one. I don't care. I don't care. Whereas like if, if someone is obviously respectful but like tentative of like I want to make the best impression maybe we yeah. should make sure that we're 100% comfortable before you introduce me to your child maybe yeah. like don't be turned off if someone is tentative to meet the children that does not mean they that's don't that's not a want, red flag that's not a red flag no. because that was me and I loved the children but mm. I was very tentative to meet them because I really valued the relationship exactly. and I and wanted there's children it to be, involved yeah and there's yeah. kids involved and you're like I want them to see that what I have with their father is solid. Yeah. If this is early days, they're going to be like, who's this random? And I'm like, I don't even oh, oh. Like I wouldn't feel comfortable around them because I'm not yet fully comfortable around my boyfriend. Mm. You know, so it's, it's that whole thing of that is not a red flag at all. Mm. But if they say one thing making you feel bad about having children or that it's a, uh, like a, a burden, you know, or, a like burden a, or whatever, yeah. then you need to – Really take a like, look at that person. Yeah, mm. look at that person and see where it is that they're coming from and why it is that they're saying those things. Yeah. Have they been with someone in the past that's had a child and they were scarred? Oh, true, yeah. Or are they just a selfish person that wants all your attention all the time? You know, mm. so there's, there's you've got to look at where it's coming from because it might not mean that they're being a total asshole, but you've mm. got to unpack that very quickly, mm -hmm. early, early on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, hate that you're going through that. He's a fucking psychopath. Um, glad, glad he's not in your life. Thrilled, in fact. Um, someone said, so I'll, I'll, um, I'll um, ask you this question. This is actually from Jamila. Um, oh. Love language turn-offs and turn-ons. And she's done like a eggplant emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Jamila. Um, um I think the biggest turnoff would be someone who's not open to understanding what your love language yeah. is. If they're not open, I'm not open. Yeah. Neither is my vagina. Okay, well, let's just go let's just go on a tangent. What's yeah. a turnoff in general for you? Um selfish lovers. Mm-hmm. Uh people who don't listen. Yeah. Um, and people who try to jump the gun too quickly. Yeah. They are massive turnoffs for me. Yeah. Like, like like recently I've been texting with a guy and he literally I've met him once. He's like, let me come over. And I'm like, can you just fucking calm down? Like, yeah. take me for a drink or come and meet me for a drink or something. Like, yeah, you're not exactly. coming over, you psychopath. Yeah, I've literally not met you, you crazy Remember psycho. me telling you about him? Yeah. Literally, we were going to, like, plan to go for a nice early morning walk. He's like, I'll just come and stay at yours and then we can get up. Like, no, honey. No chance in hell. Massive turn No off. chance in hell. Literally. And it's like... I'm all for anyone out there, any listener. If you want to have like a one night stand, I'm all for that shit. Mm. But the last thing I'm ever going to allow is someone I've never met to come to over enter to my, my house. house. Are you kidding? Like, what the fuck? This is a script for fucking CSI murder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, thank you very much. Oh my god! Um, actually, I I have to like really back myself here. I actually have done that once, and it's with OG fuckboy. Yeah, and I've never been able to shake him. Yeah, well, we have now. Oh, Shaking him now. Shook Shaking him. Shook it. Yeah, literally. Gone. That was a bad yeah. choice on my behalf. But we learned. We moved we on. We learned. Gross. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I would be very careful about that. Careful. Yeah. So, yeah. That's definitely one. Yeah. For me, 
Um, possessiveness is the biggest turn off. Oh my god! Oh yeah, jealousy, jealousy and possessive. Yeah. there's nothing worse. Oh, it's not even a turn off. That to me is a deal breaker. Mm. I will never. You could tick every box in the world. I will die alone before I date someone who is jealous and possessive. I yeah. will never put myself through that again. That yeah. shit is toxic. That shit fucking eats into your life. Yeah, it does. It changes. It you. eats your joy. It's a joy eater. <laughs> but you. <laughs> <laughs> Joy eating monster. Monster. You can tell that's like my <laughs> fucking pet peeve. Mm. Ugh, don't control my time. Mm. Do not control what I do. If you don't trust me, oh, and someone that enters a relationship saying you need to earn my trust, fine then. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> I don't need to earn your trust. Mm. Who if, says that? Many people. People that have been damaged. People right. that have been hurt. Earn my trust. Wow. Yeah, they say, like, I've been hurt so much that you've got to earn my trust. No, no thanks. No, you enter a relationship. Well, okay. With you, trust until I, you yes, lose it. Exactly. I enter a relationship fully trusting. Mm-hmm. Innocent until proven guilty, you know? Here for it. So I would never make someone earn my trust because what does that mean? It means mm. I don't trust you. That's yeah. what it means. If I say to you, you've got to earn my trust, it means that every action you do, I'm skeptical about. Yeah. I'm not trying. If you say I'm going out with my girlfriends, I either I don't trust you. Like, that's not cool. That's not healthy. Mm-mm. If someone is texting me way too much, clinger, a clinger, fuck oh, that clingers, shit. Yeah. I'm just like loyal, mm. trusting, chilled out people, mm. and it's mutual. Yeah. That to me is the biggest turn on. That's big dick energy. BDE. Yeah. We lo- You're comfortable in your own skin. You don't give a flying fuck if I've got a million male friends. Exactly. Because I've had those. And this is what people don't understand. Like if I've had all these male friends, then you start dating me and now you're doubting, oh, but what if you're doing something with them? Dude, I've known them for so long. I would have just not if dated I wanted you. To if bang I was them, shagging I would have. them, exactly. I probably wouldn't have bothered dating you because you're just a thorn in my side now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! So, I just thought of another massive what? turn up. Bad hygiene. Oh no no no! That's gross. No 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 no. Nothing worse. Nothing worse. I mean, that's a little bit more of like a. There's nothing worse. You can. I've been very lucky. Very lucky that all my exes, including the psychos, very hygienic. Yeah, I've been god. really lucky. But boy, have we heard some stories. Yeah, fucking, we've heard. <laughs> oh, like. <laughs> Oh, I no, know. I can't because I just yeah. – It makes me feel so weird bad. in my tummy. Also, can I just say, in the in the quiz that we that I did of the love languages, there was one thing that cropped up that made me feel like another reason why I didn't like the idea of acts of service. And this could be the way it was worded. Okay. I don't know if it was worded properly because I'm very big on, like, how something's worded is going to skew my answer. Mm-hmm. And this is why even, even now at uni where, like, we've got to talk about what's a valid study and what's an invalid study. Yeah. And the more it's skewed or rigged or biased, then it becomes an invalid study, right? Yeah. So if you're prepping someone to answer a question in a certain way, um, that's an invalid study. Yeah. So, for example, one of the, some of the questions were for acts of service. Yeah. Um, it means a lot to me when, and then it, one was like someone hugs me, and you had to pick which one was more, right? Yeah. Someone hugs me in public, and the other one was um, when someone goes out of their way to do something for me, even though they didn't want to. Well, that would so totally this is off. the this is the problem. Yeah. It's like if you do something for me, a part of you has to want to do it. If none of you, not no part of you wants to do it, I don't want you doing that. Yeah. Here's an example. I used to date a guy that was in the NA program, so didn't touch alcohol, didn't touch drugs. Well, obviously mm-hmm. used to, but then was fully clean. 
And then for my birthday once, we were all out for drinks. And then we're going to a club after. He joined us for the drinks and he was just drinking soda water. And then straight after, we were all going to go to a club. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to go home now. And I'm like, okay, bye, bye, bye. Kissed him, whatever. He left. And everyone's like, why isn't he coming to the club? And I was like, oh, well, he doesn't really go clubbing because he doesn't touch a drop of alcohol. Yeah. So Also, clubbing sober, hectic. Yeah, clubbing sober is actually hectic. And also... His memories of clubbing are during his hectic times of yeah. using hardcore and whatever. So that just wasn't his thing. And they're like, yeah, but it, it's your birthday. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, but so he could have just like done you a nice favor and gone clubbing. And this is where I disagreed with everyone. I'm like, I don't get any joy knowing that my boyfriend is suffering in a fucking club. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't war. Like we're not fucking dying <laughs> here. I don't need him at a club. This is yeah. first world fucking problems. I'm clubbing with my friends. We're all drunk. The last thing I want is knowing that my partner is there suffering yeah. because I want my boyfriend and my partner. Are we five years old? That's so mm. childish and I don't get any joy from that. Yeah. Even if it was like, oh, he's done you the favour, I'd rather you didn't yeah. because now I'm responsible for the fact that you are uncomfortable. Mm. I don't feel okay with that. No, I agree with you on this one. And if the thing is like, it's also none of their business. This is between you and him. It's between me and yeah. him. And if they say that I was genuinely happy saying goodbye to him, I mean, Why bring it up if you, it? like, honestly, as a friend, yeah. if I was like, oh, would you have wanted him to stay? And you're like, no, all good. That's it. Exactly. Conversation over. And Bring and it up. Fine. But yeah, yeah, don't harp on about ask. it. But if I say, no, I actually like that I can go clubbing and he's comfortable to go home and knock it. And this guy had big dick energy because, like, literally he'd be like, I, my ex was there that night. And he was mm. like, have fun, have fun. And he just went home. Like, he trusted me and he was like, we I just that. don't want to go clubbing. He was a vibe. Secure so, relationship. Very secure. Very secure. That was yeah. one thing that I valued the most about that relationship was how secure we were with each other. There was no, like, yeah. break of trust ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that for me another thing that I don't value at all is when someone is going out of their way to do something for me. Like, you know those couples that feel that they always have to be together no matter what? Yes, so if you're going lol. out with your friends and they drag their husbands or they drag their wives no matter yeah. what and the poor wife or husband is in the corner just like, ugh, this is a drag. <laughs> like, I don't understand that. You're not attached to the hip. You're just like married. happy wife, happy life mentality. Yeah. Literally. It's like, no, when I'm married, if my husband doesn't want to go somewhere, I'll be like, you don't have to come. It's mm. okay. Unless, like... Unless it's something that he has to go to. Well, no, like, for... No, no, like, at the same time, if they hated going to any family event all the time, I would be very upset about that because I'm like, why do you hate my family? You, do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there, there are lines. Mm, I've had are, that for you, sure. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be a massive turner for me. You don't have to hang out with my family all the time, but if someone did not ever want to spend time with my family, yeah. they probably don't want to spend time with me because I'm a very close reflection of my family. It's not mm. like I'm some black sheep and I'm not like my family. Mm. So if they didn't like my family, that would question why they want to be with me. Red flag. You know? Mm. Um, but yeah. Okay. Another question. Mm -hmm. What else? Please share more about your and Liv's careers and life working overseas. Let's, yeah, let's go. Oh, yeah. Also, lol, my manager listened to our last podcast and just messaged me out of the blue. She goes, so Paris for three months. Really? I was like, oh, yes. yes, like, yes and yes. here we are being like, quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, mm, love that about oh, you. Oh, my God. I was like, should we talk now? Or? Well, did we talk about your how, like, Can we quickly talk about mm -hmm. you and how you got to where you are? Because that's, yeah. that's an interesting journey because you didn't study anything in media. So I actually did a, not a double degree. I did um, undergrad undergrad and postgrad in psychology like you mm -hmm. um that's not how we met um no, not how we met. <laughs> yeah did that and then once I'd finished that I just decided that I didn't actually want to be a psychologist at all yet maybe one day yeah but ended up wanting to go and move to London 
and just get overseas. No, I but had, you did Emirates first. Well, yeah. One of my mum's friends suggested to me, she's like, there's an open day for Emirates in like next week. Why don't you just go and give it a shot? And I was like, yeah, why not? Three months later, I was living in Dubai. It was so that quick. That is wild. I know. I literally packed up my life and was gone. I didn't realise it was that quick. Yep. So quick. It like I made it through the rounds quite quickly. And then I literally started dating a guy. Met Like I was with him when I got the phone call. Oh my God. And was like, I'm leaving. And he was like, go. He's like, wow. couldn't be more thrilled for you. So yeah, packed my life up, moved overseas, lived in Dubai for three years doing um, cabin crew, which I absolutely loved and hated. <laughs> I had such a love for the, like, the travel and the international life and meeting people from every walk of life and every different culture. I like ate that up. And this is Liv's like, this is Liv's explanation of how work was. Someone would like press the button. Can I please have some water? Sure. And then Certainly. she'd walk away and You'd never, never see me again. <laughs> Literally. But I like got to see some incredible things and meet great people and like loved it. But when it was done, it was done and I was over. Yeah. And I made the decision within a day to resign. Wow. I know, after like three years. So I had a brilliant life over there, but literally resigned a month later, moved back to um, Australia where I stayed there for about three months over summer mm-hmm. and then moved to London for three years. What year was that when you were here, when you were in Australia for three months? To 2015. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, then just like then literally went, picked then, up. Yeah, and then you moved So this was London. the weirdest thing for me. So trying to transition out of being cabin crew with a psychology degree, mm. career-wise, I have never been more lost in my life. Yeah. For real. So I was talking to a whole different bunch of recruiters. They were trying to push me into a certain area of work that I really didn't see myself in. Um and actually ended up going into recruitment in London. Working in recruitment. I, wa- I became a recruiter, yeah. which was so hectic and I hated every single day of it. <laughs> and I literally went to work hating life and was like thinking about all different ways I could get out of work today. But the one thing it did teach me was how to behave in an office and also how to sell something. Mm. So like... What they don't tell you about recruitment is it's actually like a sales career. Yeah. But you're controlling True. two products. So like the job and the like the you got to sell the applicant. job to the applicant and you got to sell the applicant to exactly. the company. Exactly. Yeah. And I have no idea how I managed to do this, but I hustled my way out of that place. I was applying for jobs left, right and center for loads of jobs I couldn't I was nowhere near qualified for. But I was like, there is no fucking way I'm going to be a recruiter. I was there for three months and then went into a company in advertising technology. They were um, a French-based company, so they would, like, take me to Paris all the time. I was like, big trick for me. Yes. Um, yes. Loved oh it so God. much what? and literally learned so much about digital advertising. Um, and I was there for a couple of mo- like, nine months. And then wildly enough, I was happy there, was like, living my best life, learning so much, working with these incredible people. When I got a message from a girl that I used to work with at the original recruitment company mm. and was like, I actually have a job for you. Like you have to go and meet this team. And I was like, no, 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 I'm pretty happy. She was like, please just trust me. Anyway, I went and met with this team over in a di- like a completely different um, media company. Um, it would have been looking after one of like England's oldest magazines ever. And oh I was like, God, that's kind of cool. Um, met the who would have been my managers and I was like, I love them. I have to get this job. I poured everything into this interview. Oh, my God. And I was still like I, – I reckon I was there like three weeks later working in like advertising And magazines. that was the job then that you held yeah. the whole time that you were there basically. Yeah. 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 So, so when I was visiting you in London and stuff, that was the was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was repping a magazine, working on their digital platform, 
le- like because I had all this digital experience from from the other from job, ad yeah. tech, um, and that's how I got into media. And then when I moved back to Australia, I went um, moved straight into a role with another big media owner, which is like a big magazine company. So working across Bauer, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been with them since I don't know since I came back from London. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that role's really wow. de- like changed and developed. But honestly, that's literally like my career in a nutshell. That is, yeah, that's pretty wild. And I love that. I love the story because it is very much like not what you'd expect. It's not no. like you started something relevant at uni and then you jump straight into it. It's been like quite all over the place. But really, everything you did got Led you to skills something. to get you to where you are. Exactly. You know, obviously studying. Mm-hmm. I, I think that people underestimate the value of a degree even if you never use the specific skills from that degree. Like if you learn – there's something to be said about fucking self-motivation when you're at uni because you don't yeah. have teachers up your – like if you don't submit, you don't submit, you fail. Okay, too bad. Yeah. You know, like you're, you don't have people hounding you. You This is fully like self-motivated. The only Literally. thing you have as motivation is a deadline. That's exactly. it. Your thesis that is, is due here. Write it. Don't yeah, write it. Write it. Don't write care. it up to you. We don't care. You're going to fail. Bye. Exactly. You know, and there's no repercussions other than failing. But like you, no one's getting angry at you. No no one's whatever. Yeah. The idea that you can stick something out for three or four years and smash it out, that says a lot about your character. And then when you go into the workplace, you've got that behind you of like that ability. Like, yeah, my, my undergrad and now my master's, it's it's taught me hard yeah. work. Baby, <laughs> you know? You're one of the most motivated people I know. She can sit down and just like pump out an assignment Ugh. and just get it done. Like get it fucking done. Whereas I'm like, oh, I might make a coffee. <laughs> oh, no, I can, I can be like that. I'm better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm fucked. And I have like a seventh coffee by mm. like 2 p.m. I'm like, <laughs> that's why it's better for me to be at a cafe yeah. doing that kind of stuff. Um, just so I'm not so distracted by like stuff around the house. Oh, queen of distractions um, sitting right mm. here. Yeah. And so, okay, I'll quickly go over my career very mm. quickly. Um, so I did my, I wanted to be an actress. So I finished high school and I had like a gap year. Then I got into Sydney Theatre School, did a year at Sydney Theatre School, obviously moved. I was living in Brisbane, moved to Sydney. After that year, I moved back to Queensland and I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I was still like, you know, I had an acting agent. I was applying for auditions and Mm. stuff, but I was like, I don't just want to sit here and wait because I was getting like itchy feet. So I was like, I'll just do a degree in yeah. Bachelor of Arts in psychology. So Beautiful. I signed up for that and I was, you know, and I was doing like a double um, majoring, one one degree in French and one in psychology. Mm. And then... She does speak French, by the way. <coughs> one of her many languages. One of the men... No, it's not many. I speak <laughs> Spanish and English, like properly. And then French is very strong, but I must say it's much weaker now since I've been in France. You, you, yeah. If you don't use it, you lose it. Like I'd need like another full two months to brush up on it. And even then it was not – because mm. I think when you start really learning a language, you understand what fluent means. Mm. People that have learned a language for a year or two in a country that's not the country of the language think they can speak a language and they're very mistaken, very mistaken. Fluency comes after, like, living in that country. Don't they say fluency is when you can think in that language? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I would say so. Like, I can I speak might have made that up. Spanish, quote-unquote, fluently – but if you look at how I speak English, it's much better than how I speak Spanish. And that's that you could throw me in South America, throw me in Spanish, and I would just thrive. I'd be perfectly fine. I could, mm. like, have no issues. I can I can have full-on conversations in Spanish. I can listen to, you know, news, movies, songs. I understand every single word. Yeah. However, it's not the fluency that English is. And that's yeah. that I learned Spanish before I learned English. It's Wild. just about, like, the amount of use. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Mm. Um, and so we, while my French is great, I would be the last person to call myself, 
even close to being fluent <laughs> because she yeah, gets around in Paris. I get around though. well, like, but yeah. Uno vino. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. <laughs> Do you say coupe? Un pain au chocolat, oh. s'il vous plaît. Oh my God, yeah. That's it, that's my French, you're welcome. Um, yeah, so then, so I was studying then and then I think I've just said this story a million times. In semester one of my psychology degree, there was a guest lecturer talking about neuroscience and I was like, ping, I just found a passion. I found a fucking passion, ran down. I was like, this is amazing. I love the Long story short, I changed my major to cognitive neuroscience. And then from there, I was like dissecting human brains. It was amazing. Anyway, so I graduated. <laughs> graduated from that, then went straight back into acting. Tried to, like, this is then where it went, like, shit went all over the place. I got, like, I became accredited in Pilates. I was then a PT. Mm. Can you hear that? Yeah. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> I can hear it more in here than I can out there. Wild. I can edit this out. I can edit Maybe this it's out. the next studio. Yeah. Also, we're like 10 past. Oh, shit. Wise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll wrap it up soon. Um, so then, yeah, this is where then I had like my formative. You know how people talk about your 20s being the defining decade? This is fucking defining because I got became a PT, became a Pilates instructor, tried to launch my own like t shirt line, which then literally failed because I gave up on it. And uh, the reason I gave up on it was like it was during the breakup and I was just mm. losing motivation. Had I kept the motivation, who knows where it could have gone, but I yeah. didn't. Then I moved to Sydney. Then I was kind of like doing Pilates work here and there. Then I was trying to start up a blog in, you know, psychology and then a blog in fitness, whatever, and then like a YouTube channel, fail, fail, fail. Mm. And then I moved to Paris and then came back and then I moved to Paris again and then came, like so it, this this time was She's literally an international gal international gal then I moved to LA then I came back and all this time I was like literally trying to start a blog trying to start a vlog trying to start this trying yeah. to start that and then I started my masters and then a year into my masters I started the podcast mm -hmm. and then everything's kind of just happened since then so that's how we got and to, now she has a book deal and, and now I have a book friend. deal she's killing it <laughs> she's got a book she's got me and she's got a date we're thrilled <laughs> <laughs> oh my god guys we could literally go on forever but i think we've like reached the hour mark so we kind of have to genuinely um, have gone over we have gone over don't care but obviously <laughs> Liv will be back we'll be talking about other things life banter other things other things um and that's pretty much it if i pull up another question we'll just go on for too long so i won't do that oh i'm so tempted to. unless there's one that really jumps out at you um Young, I'm young, 19, and not feeling like you can have a boy at home or date because of family judgment. Oh, Let's quickly that cover that one. Sucks. Quickly cover that last one. I wonder, like, I wonder why. Do, have they said, I wonder if they've said that actively to you or is that something you feel yourself? Yeah, exactly. 19. That's young. Family You're judgment. such a baby. A little, I know. Little baby angel. What about going out? Where are you? I wonder if she's in Melbourne. I know. There's so oh much that God, needs I've to be. Oh, my God. I've got so many yeah, questions so many for questions her back. That, yeah. Um, so hard. Actually, so whoever did send that, I'm not going to obviously call you out. Can you actually send me an email with the details? We'll and we you. will Yeah, and we will even bring it up maybe on a future podcast. Yeah. But we'll, like, break it down. Keep it anonymous, obviously. Yeah. Um, but send me an email with that, and then I'll be able to, like, properly break that down, and we can address it in another I one. love that. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Thanks and for having me, girl. We'll keep, we may or may not keep you updated with my date we'll see I put know. it this way if it's a fucking disaster <laughs> we'll let you know for sure what went down we should do one on disaster dates 
We have yeah, plenty. Yeah, we have so much. Okay, the next podcast that we do together will be on disaster dates. And please send through your disaster please. dates. Please. We would love that. Start emailing me through your disaster dates at hello at alexisfernandez.live. We love that so I much. I can't fucking can't wait for that. I actually can't wait because, fuck, we've got some good ones. <gasps> oh, do we have some good ones? We can share the oh. one. We can share that one. Yeah, we'll share My that one. My really bad one. And we'll share the one where I got, like, abandoned in the wilderness. But that, <laughs> that is for another time. <laughs> Love you. Love you and leave you aboard.